Hello, uh, is this, uh, Marcus Penn? Yes. Ah, is this, uh, Scott, though? Uh, yes. Is this, uh, do you like, uh, movies? Yes, I do. Uh, Scott, do you like, uh, movies? Uh, yeah. Scott, why, why, why am I doing a weird voice? I guess I've been listening to too much Norm MacDonald. Oh. <laughs> Marcus, do you like movies? Yes, I do. Do you like the year 2019? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a weird year. It was a weird year. But this is Zebras in America Movies Podcast, episode 110. 10. 110. Across 110th episode. <laughs> Should, oh, fuck. That was terrible. We should restart. Just kidding. What's up? Anyways, uh, happy happy 2020. Same to you, man. Uh, it's 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 great. Where this is, I think, our third best of the year list. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Because which means that we've been doing this for at least three years. Yeah. Oh, and also, do you like critically acclaimed uh, independent films? Absolutely. Did you know that Ovid, O-V-I-D dot TV, has great critically acclaimed films and documentaries? Of course I do. They're and, a sponsor of the show. And until January 25th, if you go to their website, O-V-I-D dot TV, and at checkout, do Zebra or Gear of Zebras, you get 25% off. I mean, I knew, but now everyone listening knows. Yeah. And, you know, if you, I have a feeling that a lot of our fans have a lot of subscription services but let's say you want another one this one's pretty inexpensive and yeah. it sh and it would show the sponsors that we're worthy of sponsoring yeah help us out guys help us out guys help us out by watching cool movies yeah I mean, it doesn't like, get you know, easier than that you listen to this podcast you're erudite handsome beautiful great person already why not like you're already watching movies you're already eating pizzas unless you're vegan but maybe you're eating red pie maybe you're just eating tomato pie or you're gluten-free so you're having you're having tacos <laughs> vegetarian tacos you're cool you know you know drinking mineral water and stuff so think about it try it out you know what i mean yeah also please rate us and subscribe to us on on all platforms that you can rate and subscribe us on you know, if we ever get an intern, maybe that can put all of our episodes on YouTube, even as audio only, because apparently people like that. I'm not going to do it, but yeah. I, I'm I'm into it when when there's like a podcast that doesn't update anymore, like Combat Jack. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. All the class, even before they were like big, big, were on are now on YouTube. So yeah, yeah. But it's just like so much work, and it's just hard. It's just like we've been doing this just you and me yeah and some it's just there's so much not even so much just just a little bit yeah and anyone that's offered to to help us out doesn't live here and we really would need someone that's true. in the vicinity you know what i mean true yeah so this is our t uh 2019 year in review yes i so we have we have some categories yeah which are Top ten uh, mentions. Did did uh, reissue re-release? Re mm -hmm. um, what else? Least favorite. Why you did that for? Yeah. Who be winning? Who be losing? 
That was nice. Biggest disappointment. Biggest surprise. Don't do that. Yeah. I'm ready. I like those. Uh... All right. So, top ten. Let's start with... We're going to go, we're gonna, I assume, not to cut you off, like bottom to top. Yeah, I think that I think that's how uh that's how people like that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, why did I ask that? that? That makes sense. That's also how we've done it every other year. Yeah, I I'm I, I'm a little I'm a little like why did you ask that? But like who sure. cares? Cool. All right, you you first. Me first. Number 10. Number 10. Yeah. Um so I'm not going to lie, I had a little trouble getting 10. Not to say that I think this year was bad, just mm-hmm. I'm not super married to this, mm-hmm. but understood. Uh, and this is this this is gonna be controversial. You know, I think one year we got to get you out to Toronto because that that would seriously take care of like a third of like the big movies or stuff you're supposed to see. I'd say I'd say since we started this podcast, every year we've gone to the New York Film Festival. Although yeah. the movie we saw this year isn't coming out last year, technically isn't coming out till this year, which is why we, and I don't which even is why care I, about it either. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about it yeah. when it comes out. We will because we, we never actually talked about it on record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, my my number ten mm-hmm. is the lighthouse. Oh, okay. It's a good movie. Like, I like it. psychological. Eldritch horror, essentially a two-man movie, yeah, about people losing their minds, yeah. and um, I guess the second time I've listed a movie, spoilers, top ten that involved having sex with a mermaid. Shape of the water. Shape of the water. Oh, sure. Oh, shape of water. Yeah, yeah. Shape of water. You know, it's a crazy thing that I didn't realize until my boy mentioned it. I was texting with him the other day. He was just like, "Oh, it's kind of just like Jerry." And I was like, "Oh, damn. Oh, it is very." I know, and I was really mad. I didn't think of it at first. I made a cool little comparison, but yeah, no, it's real similar. It's. I mean, well, that shows you. Um. How how would you describe Jerry in one sentence to our listeners that haven't seen Jerry? Two guys get stranded in the desert and they start to lose hope slowly and slowly and slowly. And then and then murder. And then murder. And it's also based on a loosely loosely based on a true story. So what's beautiful and that's a Gus Van Zandt movie, part of part of his like that trilogy his of Death Trilogy. it's called Youth Death Trilogy. Yeah. Which Jerry, Jerry Last, Days. Last Days Elephant. Elephant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I like Jerry and Last Days. I don't like Elephant. Oh wow! <clears throat> Fair enough. There's just some th- some choices made there that that mm-hmm. upset me that I didn't that that just weren't for me. Yeah. But I think Last Days was a really excellent fictional account of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, it's a nice little send off, like the ending and all. Yeah, it, yeah. It was good. It was slow. It was. I feel like it was like Gus Van Zant doing. His almost dog me, almost uh, almost mumble Korean responses to to stuff. You know, future episode. Now that you said those two things, he in some he didn't try to say he started it, but his have you, have you ever seen his first movie, Mala Noche? No. 
before you leave, remind me. I'll give you the DVD so you can you can watch it. We should do an episode on that because it, it was made in '85, like all nat- natural light, no budget. It, like in an interview, he was just saying like it was it was kind of a dogma film before it was dogma. Um, and there's a they, they, and, and there's a lot because it's they, there's a lot there. We could do a whole. A, a and whole people still make that. dogma films. I don't. They do. I don't think it's necessary. I think the point they were making was just to challenge yourself and mm-hmm. and try new things. I think dogme is is really cool just because it challenges people. Yeah. I like challenges. So I think so I think movies like that are just good movie styles or or theoretical compounds. So yeah, yeah the lighthouse, black and white, same director that did the witch or the vich. Mm-hmm. And well what I was trying to say is Jerry and The Lighthouse have similar plots, but they're so different, so stylistic. So it really shows you yeah. what it means to be a good director. Because how many ideas are there? There aren't many. No. True. So, like, there's so there's many films I'm sure that I just can't think of off the top of my head about two friends lose their mind and and murder. Sure. But it's just what you do with it. And there's just, just really, really slow, really haunting. Well, just the fact that the two movies we brought up. So, like, Lighthouse is, like, technically a horror movie, whereas Jerry's not a horror movie at all. It's like a drama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, I, I don't think of that. I don't think of Lighthouse as a horror. I think of it really? as, like, as a psychological so, thriller. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's with true. little glimpses of weird... Krakens and octopi and and mer people, uh, dude with a weird blonde hair. Yeah, shows up every once in a while, and, a couple times. And spoiler: not the only movie with Robert Pattinson on my list. Night bombs. Yeah. Duh. Sure. But people are like, oh yeah, of course not. Not the only movie with Robert Pattinson's jizz. Also. Jesus, dude! This is a family podcast. Oh. Damn, son. Um. No, that's not what I was talking about. Obviously, I'm talking about that I got a screener to the new Batman movie. Oh, fair enough. Oh, the new image just popped up today online. Oh, well, like I was I was joking thing. anyway. Oh, Though yeah. I will say Batman Hush, uh, DC animated movie, mm-hmm. was excellent. It's not on this list but mm. because like, I feel like not people aren't really feeling my, my animated cartoon movie vibes. So, sure. whatever. Hi, Doug. You ever smoke PCP? Not yet. Yet. I like that. I might, I might this coming weekend, but... Um, what's your number 10? Uh, Mr. America, which is funny because I just played you a, a Tim, Tim and Eric clip just before we started recording. Um, it's basically... <clears throat> I mean, there's two ways to go with this. It's a mockumentary about Tim Heidecker running for uh, um, a DA in a small California town. Um, and it's almost like Tim Heidecker doing his version of Tanner 88. <clears throat> but the the wonderful thing about this movie is this movie was birthed from uh, an inside joke of an inside joke, essentially. Like, th- this is a movie A donut's hole inside a donut's hole? Inside of it, yeah. Like, so they had this, you know, well, they still have the show, you know, on cinema <clears throat> with Tim yeah. Heidecker and Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington is amazing in Mr. America, by the way. So then from on cinema, they made this fake documentary called The Trial, which had its whole this whole other plot, and then the trial birthed Mr. America. However, all of Wait, those things Mr. That I- America <laughs> is 
is an inside joke. It's an offshoot of the trial. Uh, yeah. The trial? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that? I would have yeah. seen it. I offered you my other ticket to go to Mo- Moving Image. You said the, you couldn't go. Because Moving Image is difficult for me to get to. Well, fair enough. But, but um, I, yeah. I love On Cinema, and I think it was season three where, where the, all this craziness happened. Yeah. I think, I think Greg Turkington is just one of the most fascinating guys. Someone sent him my end of the decade list and he retweeted it. And I was very, from his personal account and from the Greg Turkington account. I mean, yeah. from the um, Neil Hamburger account. Because Greg happy. Turkington is also Neil yeah. Hamburger. But, but, but I mis- like his Greg Turkington character sure. as the foil to what's his face? One, sure. What's his name? Tim Heidecker. Tim Heidecker, yeah. Because I, I know there's Eric of Tim and Eric, but I like. Well, I Eric's like, been doing other stuff. I like he Turkington. Is. He's he's like the he's he plays humble, but he's actually like a megalomaniac left to his own devices anyway. Sure, sure. There's a whole plot. So I just said the main plot, but in the movie, there's this whole subplot where Greg Turkington he gets interviewed for the documentary once, and he wants to be in it, so he just keeps showing up when they're filming stuff. And then like there's this one. This is no spoilers, but there's this one part where he was like, "You guys know I was in Ant Man, right?" Yeah, I was the manager at the Baskin Robbins. I fired Paul Rudd. You know, if you want, you guys could film me walking out of the Baskin Robbins. There's one like ten minutes away. Like he just, it's it's really funny. So yeah, and, and, but I I should I should all the stuff that we've been saying I should advise it. Like if you're not a fan of this type of humor, maybe it's not your thing. But I think going at this point in life, any project that they do, you would know that. So right, <coughs> if you like Tim and Eric's million dollar movie billion dollar movie yeah whatever. you would like this but there's a very solid chance you didn't in which case this humor might not be for you sure but you probably know our tastes at this point sure like i haven't seen it but i have a feeling that the eric andre lil rel jackass movie right will be in my top 10 but if it's not it won't be right but you'll know because Eric Andre, the Eric Andre show is my second favorite show of all time. It might, it's in my top five. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy. And so I'm, people know that I like that sort of humor. So like sometimes I'm in a group chat with childhood friends. And if me and my buddies, uh, Mika and Joshua like it, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, everyone else is like, oh, it's probably that weird shit. Right, 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 right. They sure, know. Sure. Like, I'm like, what did you expect? I'm the kind of person that finds someone taking an egg, smacking it on a random person's face and going, Reza Ramon, to be hilarious. <laughs> and that's sure. that. Sure. All right. So what's Number your, nine. Number you, you, Oh, do you ever saw Tanner and Tanner? The sequel to oh, Tanner? Oh, yes. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea. Sure. Uh, number nine? Oh, uh, Parasite. Um, everybody knows about it now. We're also recording this post Golden Globes in which it won Best Foreign Film, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah, we did an episode on it, so you should check it out. This is, you know, I, I will say this is a movie that I'm not going to say I struggled. I remember when I first saw it, I didn't love it. Like I saw it before it, you know, came out, whatever. 
then it came out and everybody was just like raving about it. I was like, maybe I should give this another shot. And I watched it. And I was like, okay, no, 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 I, 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 I get it. I get it. And you know, I like it. I don't know if I completely subscribe to eat the rich period, uh, at the end of the day, but I agree to eat some of the rich. Right. Um, hold on a second. Just kind of that, 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 that movie's motto. And, no, I don't, and, and also is I, that really the motto though? Probably not. I think that's actually a model. No, it's a model that fans came came up with. But uh, but it does kind of apply. I mean, especially that 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 final scene. I will say, and I say this in my my first first piece of twenty twenty on Pinland Empire that Kelly Reichardt's next film, which we are going to see and talk about, we have to. That's the, is, that's uh, the biscuit party. Yeah, yeah. The elements of that movie would make for a nice double feature with Parasite. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I'm not I'm not going to share my thoughts on Parasite right now because there's a chance that it's higher on my list. Oh snap! That that that's your good. Get this list moving in because we got other stuff than just the top yeah. ten. So what what's number your number nine? nine? <laughs> I decided my number nine is my only slash. Okay. Because just because it's topical. Mm-hmm. Our time slash marriage story. Yeah, I know. I isn't that I, a smart? I, I, I like isn't that, that a smart one? Yeah. I mean, to some degree, Marriage Story was my hour time. I'm not trying to sound snobby or whatever, because I didn't hate a Marriage Story, but no, I, 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 like, that, uh, so, I like that combo. Our Time is Ray Goddess's newest film about uh, a marriage falling apart. Yeah. And Marriage Story is Noah Baumbach's new film about a marriage falling apart. Yeah. Uh, I think I liked, I liked Our Time more, because mm-hmm. it's more obtuse, more abstract, they're both they're both fairly long films though our time is is a bit longer is is not the it's not the only three hour plus movie on this list nice uh but i i don't i don't think marriage story is three hours but it's definitely above two hours yeah it definitely is and it feels like it and i think so i think our time is probably considered by many people to not be ray goddess's signature work mm who? It wasn't. It wasn't loved like some of his other movies. All right, I, that's true. It wasn't universally lauded. True. Where well, I, I think, think a lot of his movies aren't. Like right. si- Silent Light was, and Hapone was. Battle in Heaven. Battle in Heaven was 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 liked a lot, and it was yeah. controversial because of some of the sure, some of the unsimulated sure. sex stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure. I feel like people that rented that movie because of the unsimulated sex stuff were probably like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, to say the least. I'm being nice. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a very good movie, though. Yeah, it is. I actually, that's a movie I hated when I first saw it, and then I, I grew to love it. I mean, that's a movie about class. I mean, Ray Goddess makes movies, oh, movies that that talk about class in their own ways. Yeah. Definitely from, uh, and, you know, whatever it is, what it is, it's his world. It definitely, the lens is always from the rich, more well-off Mexican side right. of Mexico. Which, but. yeah, like, like just the way, yeah, so uh, our time is uh, Ray Goddess and his wife play real-life husband, real husband and wife, yeah. like cattle ranchers and yeah. stuff, and yeah. they're in an open relationship, and there's a lot of dishonesty and 
anger and really just people not being clear with themselves. Mm -hmm. But there's also these, these little dynamics of them being upper middle class or rich, I'm not sure. And like the way that his wife, you know, sort of walkie talkies directions about how to make dinner and stuff. Yeah. So there tends, there, there's actually a little bit of class stuff in, in many of the things and many of the movies that I'm talking about. Yeah. Because I also think that's at the heartbeat of what's going on right now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of as as there are some unsettling times maybe ahead for us in, in, in as a society. So the notions of class and and race and sex and all these things are are very much things that people people are talking about a lot. That interlace a lot of the work that we might talk about. Not so much in marriage stories, just. Uh, watching watching the end of a wedding, watching the end of a marriage, excuse me. Yeah. But I, I thought the beginning and ending was, is one of Baumbach's strongest. Sure. You So, oh right, you said you're number nine already. Yeah. So I'll do my number eight. Cool. The Irishman. <laughs> Spoilers, that's my number eight. So our number eight is The Irishman. Yes. I felt like eight was like the right number. Same, same. It needed to be represented on a best of list, but at the lower end. Yeah, but still it's, it's, one of the best. It's I don't quite, care what. it's quite good. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting seeing Martin Scorsese play with new things like age scrubbing and shit, and doing mm -hmm. it. What Rob Cotto will like this. What he shows is that he can do anything, and usually and often it's at least good. Mm -hmm. Like when he made a children's movie, Hugo, mm -hmm. it was a really good children's movie. Or when he did a dark comedy, uh, what's it called? King of Comedy. Well, actually not that one, but yes, that one. Oh. After Hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, actually I can do comedy really good too. Yeah. Or when he did like Thriller, uh, a thriller with um, Cape Fear. Like he can do, yeah. or, or a mystery while well, actually... Mystery thriller, that one, Shutter Island, wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say. Or like, you know, elongated music videos, like the bad, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Maybe even that. People don't realize that he did bad. Yeah. And it's very good. Yeah. He's, he's very good. Similarly, in a much larger world, like Steven Spielberg, he knows how to make a movie. Sure. Like, he, like, like as far as, like, form and style, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes I don't like the movies, mm -hmm. but... He can make a movie. Yeah. It would be dishonest to say he can't make a movie. Right. I just don't like all of them. Yeah. Same. Absolutely same. What are, uh, <laughs> any any thoughts on the Irishman? <clears throat> Speaking of doing something new, I think he did it so subtly that you know there's there's those jokes online. Well, it's the same old Scorsese movie, but it's no, like it's no, it, it definitely isn't. He used Joe Pesci like in the opposite way that he's ever used. Yep. I don't even know if Joe Pesci ever raises his voice once. In that long ass movie, um, just showing old age, and he also not that this is his first time showing like, hey, life of crime doesn't pay because that's Goodfellas Casino, all that stuff. But in like a long drawn out way, where it's just like almost excruciating to watch by the end, where it's just like instead of, hey, you live this life of crime and shadiness, or whatever. Oh, you're gonna get shot in the back of the head. But instead, actually, no, you're gonna live to your old and slowly lose everything as you get old. Like, that was kind of... Both De Niro and Pesci's character, that was kind of their punishment. Yeah, is to... Pesci to dying in prison, and then, like, Rob De Niro loot, like, one by one, with the exception of one daughter. 
who kept in touch with him. Like, these kids didn't want anything to do with him. His wife passed away. He's just kind of alone in this old folks' home. So. Yeah, and even even the the story that the movie's based off of is that the character that claims all of this stuff, you know, listen to our episode about it if you yes. want, yeah. where it takes us, I think, a record 45 minutes to get into the actual movie. Sure. Spoiler, we like hey, the movie. And if you sat through The Irishman, you could sit through a long episode of Zebras, but it would take forever to get to the point. Yeah, same, same. And this is also not the last plus three-hour movie on my list. Same. Definitely same. So, uh... It's a good movie. And yeah. and and anyone who's like, oh, it's too long, whatever, just like, you know, watch it or don't. I don't really care. Yeah. My, uh, my number seven is Our Time. <clears throat> oh, yeah. What's that movie? It's uh, it's this Mexican. No, um, no, the movie just just spoke about. It. You pretty much nailed it. <coughs> oh, sh- throw... shout out to Bill Scurry for hooking me up with the ticket to go to go with him. Oh, that's he... oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Hi, yeah. Bill. Hi, Bill. I was texting with Bill today. It's like, oh, hi, Marcus. How are you? That uh, that's like a totally different <laughs> impression from the last one you did of him. They're like different each time. That might have to be a running thing. M- Pinland Empire. I do get it. <laughs> but uh, for me, it just said, like, if, if your thing is open marriages and swinging, like, no no judgment. But I, I'm ne- I never have and never will be into that. And this movie also kind of solidifies why. It's just like, even people who are into it, there's always a problem, eventually. Even folks who I know or know of folks from other people, it's just like... Nine times out of ten, there's always an issue that comes up. Yeah, but I mean, issues come up in all relationships. But the kind of issue, true. But the kind of issues that are so confusing, like there, there's open relationships where people will be like, "We broke up because so and so cheated on me," and I'm just like, "What?" There's how rules. there's rules. Okay, you I make mean, up rules. Sure, sure. I think I think people in open relationships or polyamorous relationships, mm-hmm. which are not the same. Rely on the premise that everyone cheats. So, if you take that out of the equation, then everything's going to be okay. I just don't know that that's the right premise to get out of all that. I'm not judging. It's not for me. I know a few people in open relationships. I sort of wanted to get someone in an open relationship to do a review of our time Mm. for the show. But then I was like, no one want, not everyone wants to watch three and a half hour movies. Sure. And it feels like three and a half hours. It's not it one does. of those. It's not it one does. of those like, woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Yeah. That, oh, do I have to say my? Yes. Your number seven. My number seven is lucky number seven. No, it's not. It's Atlantics. Nice. Nice. Uh, that uh, may come up on my list. So. What's that? What's the director's name again? Maddie Diop. Maddie Maddie Diop, uh-huh. daughter of. Uh, correction, niece of. Niece. Shit. Yeah, I know. It was my bad. Oof. Shout out to John Cribs for actually listening to our episodes and correcting me. I pre- no, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, uncle, of um, I mean niece of Jabril Diop. Director of Tuki Buki. Tuki Buki. Uh, 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 other stuff as well. Hyenas. Maybe we should check that so I don't fucking... 
<coughs> but yeah, she's African film royalty. Remind me in two hours to fix the typo on our Stitcher site. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll remind you. Cool. You know, because some people do read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so niece of the director of Tuki Boo. Yes. Yeah. African film royalty. Yes. Western African film Western royalty. African. And even Af- French film royalty to sure. some degree, because, you know, she's in that Claire Denis family, and her other films are set in French, and there's always, there's always going to be a... Con- Art house African film is always going to be connected to French right so there's always going to be a connection and also outside of film just in real life history there's always going to be a connection between France and and the continent of Africa it's too bad that Claire Denis didn't make any films this year that's on our top 10 list what just go with it yeah I know it sucks yeah that's terrible broke my heart (laughs) yeah it really did but uh, Atlantics yeah uh, well we talked about it last episode it's a, we did. It's a. It's a. To say, it's a lyrical, magical ghost story. Yes. And I liked it. Yeah. The music was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Use of digital cameras were were exhilarating. Yeah. Uh, it just was a very good movie, and I'm, I think a really powerful first film. Yeah. And I look forward to what she does because I can only imagine that she has a bright future. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my number six is American Dharma. Finally, you know... Finally! Finally got... Finally, Daddy's spending time with me. Arrow's spending time with me. Um, you know, at this point, not everyone knows, but most people at this point, if you know about American Dharma, you know the controversy that took forever. It took over, over, well over a year to finally get released. It was one of those movies that low-key people were trying to cancel. Nobody wanted to touch it because a lot of people who hadn't seen it just assumed the movie was a platform for Steve Bannon or without without having the guts to say it, this is what they really wanted to say. They thought it was like some pro Steve Bannon movie, when it really wasn't. Just, and, <clears throat> I, I haven't seen the movie. Sure, okay. But I think just it was in and out of theaters. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think in the city, it only had a run at film for him. And according to former guests of the show, uh, John and Chris of the Pink Smoke said when they went to go see it, there was this guy handing out flyers about you know you should get your money back for this movie and all this other stuff. Are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. And not only that, there were other people who noted, I saw on Twitter, the, the same guy like pasted the these things up on the bathroom and film forum saying how I like, don't support this movie, blah, blah, blah. So My question is, did they see the movie? I, who knows? And but I don't... I feel like, no. You were recently on my one of my favorite podcasts, Champagne mm-hmm. Sharks. Right. And guys, you should really listen. Search out that episode. Yeah, guest former and also former guest of the well, guest of the show period and Timmy again is on there a lot. He's actually going to be on there again uh, soon. Uh, you guys talked a little bit about that. We don't actually have to see movies that we know we're going to hate if yeah. we know the reason why. Yeah, which is something that I'll go into a little bit later. Sure, and something that we definitely talked about previously. Is like I'm not gonna see Queen and Slim. Same. Right? Like, yeah. Because I've I've seen enough and know enough about it that I know that I'm not gonna like it. And I've seen enough movies in these last two years like it to to I, I'm afforded to I don't have to see it, but I also don't care if I don't have an opinion on it. I, I don't need to, you know. Even though I know plenty about it, but yeah. But it's just like so. If my thing is. If people think you shouldn't see the movie, 
why shouldn't you see the movie? Why should film... Since when do we live in a democracy? Because censorship is not, is not the First Amendment. Freedom right. of speech means that you have the freedom to speak. If you just want something to not be seen because you're... What are you so afraid? If yeah. you know that... I think Errol Morris, who doesn't agree with Steve <clears throat> Bannon... No. ...knows enough that he can... Pre he's a very talented filmmaker. Every movie he's made this the the past decade has been on my top ten any any year. So tabloid I don't think in two thousand ten was on our top ten. Oh oh sorry oh, okay well three Which out of weird, four. That's Massachusetts too. It's not my part of Massachusetts. Dang, it's, it's a good, I like that movie. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Damn, I forgot. Oh, shit, I forgot all about that movie. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. I'm saying Errol Morris. No, Errol Morris. Like trust people, man. Yeah. And watch the movie. Maybe you'll see that he gives someone enough rope. And they will show themselves. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Steve Bannon is secretive about the type of person he is. Correct. So just like let him show you that he's a maniac, and you'll be like, oh wow, he is a maniac. Mm -hmm. Whether you like or don't like Joe Rogan, right? He interviews people that I that I can't stand, mm -hmm. but at least I ha I'm able to like actually listen and be like, oh. Given enough time for them to talk, I still think you're an idiot. Yeah. It's not... But every once in a while, they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm like, oh, no, my theory that yeah. you're an idiot still stands. Sure. I'm, I'm talking to you, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Fucking twerp. All right, what's your number six? Shazam! Nice. Oh, nice. Shazam! Shazam! Shaq don't want none! <laughs> That's my Serengeti impression. Right. Um, actually, that was more like me, Bill Scurry, trying to be Serengeti impression. <laughs> no, it's not a diss. It's I know, but it's still funny. But, yeah. <coughs> Shazam, which is my favorite superhero movie of the year. That's awesome. That's great to hear. And, let me see. This is the, this is the only superhero movie on this list. Okay. None of the other superhero movies warranted being on this list this year. Sure. And um, I, I agree. I mean, Brightburn was cool, but it was. A, but I don't think it was a. Starting to like hit. it less. I watched it after we did our episode and record. I watched it again, and I was like, "Yeah." yeah. No, the the idea was cool. But of course, the of course. Was yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Um. You know, uh, I didn't see Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh. There's, you know, there's Infinity War, there was, well, Joker might be on my mentions, but I don't mm -hmm. consider that a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Superhero adjacent, supervillain movie. It's a comic book movie. Yeah. There's, there's other comic book movies on my mentions, but this is the only one on my, on my list proper. I think okay. it's an excellent movie. I think it's a great Christmas movie. I think it's a great... Un, it, it's it's a it's a mainstream film that that understands family really well. Yeah, and I I think it's great. And if you're if you're like to watch one superhero movie this year, it would be Shazam. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Go listen to our episode where we discuss well, we discuss other movies, but that we discuss Shazam on one of our recent uh, episodes. And I agree. I think it's a, it's not in my top ten, but it's still a great movie. Uh, what's your number six? 
No, we're on number five now. My number six was American Dharma. Okay. Uh, My number five <clears throat> yeah. is Parasite. Nice. Parasite is if Us was a better movie. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, did you see, uh, Fonte from Old Brother said that? Fonte did similar, say that. Something, similar. And they also said something similar about that on Escape from Planet A. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I've been thinking of as well. Right. It's just about, like, the 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 lower lower classes being you know under sometimes when through the mind of Mr. Peel that's Peel right yeah yeah I would have been really embarrassed if I got <laughs> if I got those guys wrong yo he's executive producing a TV show on Amazon yeah Prime the Nazi hunter where show? Al Pacino plays a Nazi hunter yeah and I'm like oh I guess I guess it wasn't that ing- it wasn't that I didn't want to watch Nazi Hunters. It's just that I hate Quentin Tarantino's movies. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I gotta admit, I, I have to see the movie. I have to see the show. Well, it's funny. I don't hate Quentin Tarantino movies. I just um, I don't love a lot of his movies. Because of the Golden Globes last night, there's a lot of promo and stuff. They played the first full out trailer for that show, and it kind of looks. I, I don't want to see it now. Oh, the teaser for it was like okay, the maybe I'm was in. Like slamming. No, but this it's like cool rock and roll music and. Hunting people, down. it's just I don't oh. know. It, it doesn't look good. Okay, well we'll see. We we will see. I mean, I Amazon Prime, they got the Chromecast extension. There's no reason to not try to watch the first couple episodes and 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 see what the deal is. But yeah, Parasite is just you know it's about class warfare. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um. The that director's been making movies about class pretty much his entire career. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I rewatched Okia. Uh huh. And I still think it wasn't quite, it didn't quite meet its potential. No. But it's better than I remembered. Oh, okay. And Snowpiercer, I, I think, is good. Mm-hmm. Those are his last three, right? Yeah, yep. Snowpiercer is apparently a TV show with, with David Diggs. What? Yeah. Uh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. No. And whenever I think of Parasite, I think of this... Carter Deems line uh-huh. that was like about a par- um, like I'm paraphrasing like I got I put some glasses on a pear that's a parasite uh, I got I, I got a bug that's a parasite mm-hmm. look at the Eiffel Tower that's a parasite oh <laughs> something like that yeah, yeah. Carter yeah. Deems is the greatest battle rapper of all time okay <laughs> no, that that or Head Ice or Elmac or Hollow the Dunn. Maybe. It's debatable. I also uh, really like Remy D, surprisingly. Yeah. There's something that doesn't put him over in my top like top top, but there is something kind of cool about him. I, I do really feel good about him. The only thing that holds me back is he's got <laughs> flow wise, he has a silk the shocker vibe sometimes. Jeez Louise. <laughs> What's your number five? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems. Interesting. Uh, yeah, th- this is a movie that I like more and more that I watch it. Um, and just, you know, and l- let me just, just say, this is a movie that's about, <clears throat> it's about a lot of things, but to sum it up, it's about a guy that just makes bad decisions and his bad decisions coming back to kind of, coming to eventually bite him in the ass. So a lot of people who are kind of complaining, like, oh, this is stupid 
decision. It's like, that is the point. And there are people like that. They're self-destructing people. And it's not just one type. There's different types of self-destructing people. And Uncut Gems just shows one of those type, types of people. And in an interview with the, with the Safdie brothers, mm-hmm. they, were, they were saying that this character and the, the main character in Good Times, mm-hmm. they're not losers. They're winners who don't win. Whoa. And then they explained a bunch of characters like that in cinema history. Right. I'd search it out. Because they're, they are, they are legitimate film nerds, film buffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago, a friend of mine worked at one of the last video rental stores in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and that was how I discovered the film Landlord. Is that every once in a while on a Saturday night, they would break out a movie that wasn't on DVD or or whatever yet because mm-hmm. this because the landlord wasn't readily available until about five years ago sure and this is over mm-hmm. ten years ago you come over and for two bucks you sit at this old video store and watch movies That's and really then cool. and, and then they would pass around a bucket or you buy like PBRs for three bucks yeah, yeah. and doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah, it does. It's like Sounds a little great. video store where you yeah. can watch out-of-print movies. Yeah. And, like, my friend who was friends with the with uh, the Safety Brothers, they were there, too. They would go, they would show up. Like, they know all about movies. There's a really good uh, YouTube video right now of the Safety Brothers uh, at the Criterion Vault. Right. Just, like, throwing movies in their bags and, like, knowing a lot. Yeah. And they just know a lot about movies. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting... Watching is yeah, uh, the, it's a movie that I keep on surprising how much I like it. Yeah, that was your number five. Well, that leads me to my number four. Mm-hmm. Uncut Gems. Nice, close enough. Yeah, the new Safdie brothers. It's a it's a it's a two hour long panic attack. Yeah, I I, I did forget to mention that too. That yeah. just doesn't really end. Yeah. The this uh, this diamond dealer with a incredible gambling problem interweaved with the story of Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and it's 2012. Oh yeah, the movie takes place in 2012. Yeah. For, I feel, I feel like for the express purpose of having Kevin Garnett in there. Because they're also, the Safety brothers are huge basketball fans. Mm. Do you see that movie Lenny Cook? No, I haven't seen it yet. You told you told me about it. It's good. They they seem to really be into sports. Mm-hmm. So, cool. like they, they they were able to do there, and with a regrettable cameo from the fat Jew, in the Passover scene. Uh, right. Yeah. That guy is awesome. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that was you know the, the Safety brothers. I, for, I was I was not as sold on them yet as filmmakers and this one I was like alright they're getting there they're, they, I guess they've arrived this is this is a this might definitely. be definitely I, I agree this is a classic movie let's see what happens because word on the street is that their next movie is a 48 hours remake remake with Gerard Carmichael I'm not I mean I, I like the world that the safety well in the last two movies I like the kind of panic induced Busy, busy world, but I just don't. I don't want it to be forty eight hours. I want it to be a like like an original story. I, I, I we, I, you know. I mean, you but can that's de- me. you can definitely feel like that they like the world. They like they like the world of Walter Hill, and yeah, 
sure. so I could see them doing it yeah. and making it good. I just think why not? There's this thing where these days where people make some films of their own voice and then get offered a tentpole picture and then just go for it. Yeah, it's like you know, why not? I bet you you just you just made a gigantic movie where spoilers one of the one of the bigger like Adam Sandler he might not be a very big movie theater star but apparently his Netflix movies are bigger than all hell yeah he's a huge guy yeah. he gets shot in the fucking face right this is a movie where a movie star gets shot in the face right and people loved it and people are talking about it and I got like my mom asking me about it she said yeah. what do you think about Uncut Gems was and this like, the first movie he dies was this his first movie where he dies or gets killed I don't know. I mean, te well, technically up. he's dead. In well, he dies in Up at the end of Up. He's in the movie Up. Oh, damn! The remote control movie. Why did I? Why did I say Up? The remote control remote. Remote. <clears throat> Click. Click. He dies in that kinda. I um, mean, I guess in Little Nick he's already he's technically dead. already dead. That's true. Um, I don't. I'm just saying, like, when you can when you can do stuff like that. When like or like again like Departed, which you know when Leonardo DiCaprio gets boop 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 in yeah. the elevator, yeah, you're just like what? Yeah. When you can do stuff like that, and people love it, yeah, then you you know why not see why not continue to to do your own stuff? Sure. I want. I just think, let's like more more interesting ideas. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. So that was I think yeah. So now we're we're getting we're getting to crunch time. My number four. Your number four is something we already spoke about, but uh, Atlantiques. Interesting. Yeah, I really like that movie a lot, a lot, and it was kind of hyped. It was one I, I just love when a when a, a movie that I'm anticipating to see kind of delivers. It just makes it even all the better. But uh, we've already talked about it. But hey, Atlantiques is my number four. But like, let's let's continue to talk about it because it's really good and. Sometimes people, you know, people will be like, oh, there's not enough female directors making movies. And it's just yeah. like, it's like, there are there as many female directors as male directors working no. right now? No. no. But there are a lot of women making a lot of movies. And, and I think a lot of people are only focused on this, like, this group of three. It's like Patty Jenkins, Greta Gerwig, Aubrey DuVernay. It's just like, come to, on, to the there's point. so many more. <clears throat> and like, this is this is not just... You know, this is a movie by a woman of color, by a woman about it's just and it's interesting and it's good. Yeah. And also, you know, to the point where folks like Aubrey DuVernay or even Jessica Chastain will go on Twitter and be like, Hey, someone give me some movies of people and then like I, I do it and I see other people and just like list off stuff and like nothing ever happens. You you know what I'm saying? I I don't know. Not not that not I that mean, it's on know, them. I mean it's like but still, <clears throat> I don't think either of them are. I don't say what you will about Jessica Chastain and Ava DuVernay. I don't really have much to say about either of them, honestly. Mm -hmm. But do you, I don't think they're actively. Do you think either of them have seen Atlantics? No. But do you think they're. I don't. I bet you they'd be open to it. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They're both probably very busy. <clears throat> sure. I'd be interested to know what Jessica Chastain's and Aubrey DuVernay's five favorite movies of this year were. Sure. 
So that was that was your number four? four. Correct. Number four. Yeah. Alright, so number three. Yeah. Uh the souvenir. Tell me about this movie. Uh it's a it's a really good movie. It's uh Jonah Hogg's fourth film. Uh it's about it's about two things. It's about young, naive love, but the dynamic it's a younger woman, somewhat older guy. Uh, and the older. guy <clears throat> older and the guy kind of has a he has a heroin problem so there's that but the other but the other end of the spectrum is it's this young woman who's also trying to find her voice as an artist she's in film school and she wants to be a filmmaker so there's those two things uh going on yeah honor swinton plays a fictionalized version of joanna hogg yeah and there's there's going to be a sequel with but. with this dude, I didn't realize because I was looking at the cast today. Uh, Harris Dickerson from Beach Rats, uh, the main character from Beach Rats, he's going to be in the sequel. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say about the souvenir right now. Okay, fair enough. What's your number three? This is a a bit of a reach, uh-huh. but I stand by it. Okay. Elephant sitting still. Uh huh. It's a Chinese film. Yeah. By Hu Bo, uh-huh. who tragically passed away last year. I mean, he took his own life. Mm-hmm. It was either last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2018 in China, but was released in America in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I still need to see this. You've been telling me to see it. It's so fucking good. Okay. You, it, it, it's rare that like a film captures the feeling of like emotional pain. Mm. Like the guts of of nothing good, you have nothing left to lose, and you don't even care. Shit. And it's 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 this one day where this turn of events affects four people's lives. Okay. And and you see how it how it all happens, and it's four hours basically. Yeah, no, I know. So it takes its time to you know, it almost takes a day. Maybe I'll watch it on the plane. Uh, my, I have a upcoming, I have a trip coming up. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe that. Yeah, there's no excuse. Maybe I'll watch it. It's on yeah. Criterion. Yeah. It's excellent. Do they have download available on the Criterion? I don't know. Okay. They that that, I would suggest that. But they have they, Wi-Fi, so I should be able to. Yeah, but Wi-Fi on airplanes is not always that good. True. That's true. But I think I think it's very good. I uh, I I found out about it through non-films. I don't know. Nonfilms is it follows us on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. I, and said really nice things about my album Bird, which came out last year. Oh, cool! I don't know if Nonfilms is a person or mm-hmm. a group or whatever. I think it's one person. I don't know. Other people yeah. are rooting for us, and that's nice. Exactly. Yeah. And people we know, people we don't know. Right. Yeah. You know, someone said that it that it's you know your biggest haters and you don't know your biggest supporters. That's, or something that's like that. kind of true. It's like, it's weird. Although not, not, I, when you start relating to Drake lines, you know, it becomes weird. Yeah. It's like, at a certain time, your idols become your rivals. At a certain time, your idols become your rivals. Standing at the window, looking at a spiral. Sorry, I don't know. Dancing like recitals. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't know. But yeah, I was just, I was just floored by it. Yeah. It was just a wonderful movie. Sure. What's your number three, Marcus? My number three was The Souvenir. Oh. Do you want to know what my number two is? Yeah. I have a feeling it's your number one, but we won't say. Uh, no, based on information you told me. Interesting. It's not. Whoa. Hi, babe. Hi. Yeah. Tamara just walked in. 
What's what what what's your favorite movie of 2019? What is my favorite movie of 2019? Hmm. It's tricky. Um, I recently watched Late Night on a Plane. Delightful. Delightful. Book Smart. Well, Book Smart I really liked. I don't know if that's my favorite though. Oh. Wouldn't. I'm not sure if I would call it that. Sure. Fair enough. Well, we're we're already. We're at number we're two. at number two. Oh, so okay. yeah. so if you think about it, my top ten so far uh-huh. has been Lighthouse, yes. Our Time slash Marriage Story, uh-huh. The Irishman, Atlantics, Shazam, Parasite, Uncut Gems, Elephant Sitting Still. Uh-huh. So that's that's what I've that's what I've come up with. Okay. And I'm about to, to reveal my number two. Yeah, what is your yeah, I'm curious. Curious what you know. Yeah, what go ahead. So some people are like, you know, my favorite movie is 2001. And I'm always like, that movie's all right. But you know what's a better movie than that? My Also my number two. Interesting. On three. One, two, three. High, High Life. Life. It's the second time this has happened. High Life. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Claire Denis made a space opera. I rolled through your planet on a spaceship. like <laughs> High Life. High Life. Uh, yeah, so no, click, click, no, yeah, I don't need, yeah, that's like a deep cut within a deep cut. Yeah, it is. A donut's hole within a donut's hole yeah. within, a, within a black hole. Yeah, yeah literally, speaking yeah, of black yeah. holes, speaking high of black life. Holes. High life! Yeah. yeah, so high life, Claire Denis made a space opera about, whoa, I need to know what your number one is now. Yeah, every, a lot of people have said this, like, the Claire Denis movie's not your number one, it's like... Think about it. Who? Oh, who besides oh, Claire Denis? Oh, who, who, right, who's my other? Right, who's right, my other right. person? Wait. Yeah. So, so your Ma- Matthew Barney's not on this top ten anymore? No, he's he's in my mention. So, just so you know, if you go to pinlandempire.com, I had a top twelve, but for the sake of the show, I took my bottom two off, Bye, and they'll be on. mentioned. They'll be mentioned in my honorable. No. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I know. Just, I know yeah, exactly yeah. what number one is. Look, I like Matthew, I didn't like that movie that much. I do like Matthew Barney. I and it was a really know, good movie. I definitely right? know what your number one yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to see that movie yet. Yeah. It's it's hard to see a movie. It is. But thanks, Disney. But High Life, Claire Denis' space opera about uh, you know the the world is dying. Yeah. And they send a bunch of convicts into space. Yeah. Male and male and female male to try female. to like to do tests to try to repopulate uh, the planet, but they're just having some difficulties. Yeah, and there's uh, Robert Pattinson, um, Juliette Binoche, Mia Goth, um, Andre Three Thousand. Oh damn, Andre Three Thousand. And underrated uh, uh, Lars Udiger, who Udiger. who's in um, he's in a couple of um, Olivia Sayas movies. Who's also Claire Denis' buddy. But you know he's in Personal Shopper. He's in Clouds of Stills Maria. Um, so my yeah, favorite he, he, line. He's a good underrated is, actor. Is when Robert Pattinson goes, "All right, all right, all right, all right, all right." Okay. Or or when Robert Pattinson's like in flow, rational, as we are, rumble down, but I'm yeah. underground like a million silver bank rank tank. You can't stop train. Once I don't come unprepared, I'll be there. But when I live there, it better be a household name. So. Speaking of Robert 3000, uh, <laughs> I thought Andre did a really good job. He was just very, like, not in a bad way. He just, it felt like he was high throughout was the like, whole movie, like, but like a good high. He's like, I'm tired of being here, and I'm going to become a tree now. Literally, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's funny. There's like not much I can really say about it because I don't know if people there's even a, get. There's not a big plot. There, well, there is, but it's like casually mentioned, kind of like a third into the movie. And this movie is more about just like the vibe, the tone, the atmosphere. I think. I, I think even when you watch it, you wait. What was that even about? But in a good way. I don't think, and I think I'm Tume, who was on the show recently, said, you know, I don't really know what it was, but I liked it, and I wanted sure. to watch it again. Sure. I, I don't, like, it's not that important what anything is about. Earlier, Especially in the realm of Claire Denis, a lot of the plot is secondary, and it's just about feeling. It's about vibe, man. Yeah, it is. It's about vibe, <laughs> you know, and I've been here for three days. What? I've been here for three days. I don't get it. <laughs> I've only been here three days. <laughs> Why am I missing this? Wait a minute. No. Uh, anyways, like we were just talking about, like earlier in, in the episode, you know, the the lighthouse and Jerry are basically the same movie. They are, but it's about vibe. Yeah. You know. uh the thing is, 2001, High Life, same movie. It's about vibe. High Life is a better movie. I, I would say so. All Sol- jokes aside, I Solaris, would say so. Solaris? Yeah. Both Solaris are better than 2001. Yeah, yeah. And 2001 isn't I even think that people, bad. I think it's people just good. get caught. When 2001 came out, it was like, oh, there's nothing like it. And it definitely paved the Every movie we just listed, yes. it essentially paved the way for those movies to exist. But, you, you know, the, the, the teacher can beat the master eventually. But as actually... That's and, how you and, want to look and, at it. And also, if, if, the, if, if the student doesn't beat the teacher, then the teacher wasn't working hard enough. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're a bad teacher. Because you're, you're supposed to impart all of the knowledge... And but you've also done some of the work, so you can shortcut some of the mistakes out. Yeah. Wow. So I truly believe you're you're a bad teacher if your students don't surpass you. Yeah. At at the at the um, at the at the at the ADCC this year, the Abu Dhabi Combat Club, it's uh-huh. a grappling tournament that happens every two years. It's like the Olympics of grappling. Oh wow. Uh, in the absolute division, which is which is there, it's all weights, so you can see like the little guy versus oh. the big guy. Or oh wow! Right. It's like how old UFC used to be. Yeah, and it's awesome. That the absolute is whoever wins the absolute is considered like one of the best of all time. Wow! And there was this match where it was this guy who's considered by many to be the the best jujitsu guy right now. Uh-huh. His name's Gordon Ryan, and. He went against Gary Tonin, who's a really good jiu-jitsu guy. He also does MMA. And Gary Tonin uh, introduced Gordon Ryan to the world of jiu-jitsu. And then he eventually started getting trained by, by John Danaher, who's, like, who's, who's, who's considered like top three teachers in the world. Mm. But they faced against each other. Wow. And it was epic. And Gordon Ryan won. Mm. And when people were like, oh, I can't believe he beat you. I was like, yo, I taught him. Yeah. That's what that's what teachers are supposed to do. Right, right, right. You know, Rockham was was the first, arguably second, best rapper. Mm. And then he created the standard for which people to base Even to this day, man, Rock Marciano is is, is a child of, of Rockham. And Rock Marciano arguably might be 
like one of the best making rap music right now. Yeah, and easily top three most influential, probably along with uh, what Future. Well, maybe for Future, Kendrick, and 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 Mike, not Earl, because everybody likes to say Earl, but Earl took Mike's style. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, Rock Marciano is incredibly influential in a certain lane. Yeah, exactly. But each person I named is. Yes. No one is universally influential, as they used to be before. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's more lanes now. All right. Yeah. Number one. My number one is Terrence Malick's A Hidden Life. I thought this was uh, a great... <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. It's a great anti-war movie. Um, I understand... Why? I mean, most folks seem to like it. There's there there's this one film critic who I I really like. I really like um, this guy Glenn Kenny who really re- read his stuff. He's really good, but he actually didn't like uh, Hidden Life. But generally speaking, a lot of people like Hidden Life. The only problem is people can't really seem to like this movie, which is the true story about a uh, former not uh, not Nazi soldier who refused to go be enlisted again and fight again for the Nazis, and then he was imprisoned, tortured, and eventually killed. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the big issues is the movie does feature all German actors, but they're speaking English. I, and, and I, I let that go. I, 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 I understand why. But the problem is a lot of people who like A Hidden Life kind of backhandedly diss Malik's last four or five movies saying, oh, he's back. As if, like, everything post-Tree of Life, pre-Hidden Life didn't exist, which I think is bullshit. I understand why why folks would not like those movies. Let you know. Let let me be clear. But they exist. They all feature big, big time, big actors. Didn't necessarily make a lot of money, but those movies specifically, Song to Song, Night of Cups, To the Wonder, uh, <clears throat> you know, t- touch me. You know, deeply. So uh, the Green Ranger. <laughs> yeah, and and I know you know we spoke off record. I know you weren't able to see it, but uh, if if. I, Everyone will get a chance. You'll get a chance to see it eventually. Not not now so much, but um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I've sometimes there are movies that I see that I'm like, oh, if I had seen this during this year, it would have been on my top list. But this year, I didn't get it. I didn't get to the theaters as much as I wanted to, and it was just really hard to find showtimes for this movie. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, but it is. He does take. Another great thing about Hidden Life is there's something in it for every era of Malik fan. He pinches from the 70s, he pinches from his period in the early aughts, and he pinches from like his kind of current period, and it all he mixes it all together, and you know it seems to work. So, yeah, I love this movie very much. I stand by. It. And those who know me should know, you know, if I pick something, rank something over Claire Denis, I think that that says something. And even if if High Life was had came out in 2018, it would still be number two because Shoplifters would still be number one. So. Shoplifters was a really good movie. Yeah. I'm curious what your number one is. The Souvenir. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, duh. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, very that cool. Movie, that movie... Uh, dis- oh, disgusting, that movie. I was... Stop, stop scratching. I'm done. Okay. Can't hold. What is a DJ if he can't scratch? Yeah, but it's right near the microphone. We're Fair not. Enough. We're not an ASMR podcast. Fair enough. Unless we should just start being. Hello. This is zebras in America. No, no, I don't like that. <clears throat> when I was in um fucking when I was in junior high, we have we had to go to the Spanish lab where you put the headphones on, and the and the woman who used to run the Spanish lab. 
she had, as Jamie Foxx said about Pacino, she had one of those like juicy mouths, so like the volume was always turned up, and she was just in your ear the whole time. It's like all this saliva. It was really gross. I didn't like it. So that's probably why I was trying to. She'd be like, "Hola, Marco." Kinda, yeah. Like you could just feel the saliva coming through the headphones. Don't, don't, don't. That's gross. <laughs> don't. But anyway, the souvenir. I'm from Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joanna Hugs, fourth film. Oh my God. Ew. <laughs> it, it, it just it just captures toxic relationships and young pain yeah in a way that I just couldn't get over sure and I just returned to it a lot and I think Joanna Hogg is incredibly talented we did a whole episode on her she is and I'm interested to see what she has to do. I'm interested that she's making a sequel. Yeah. But then again, I never understood why they made sequels to This Is England, and I think all of them are pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess there's something about no, but I get it because it's like these coming of age British people, and you get you like I want to know what happens to these characters. I kind of there's there's something about the execution where just like with you know this is like after you know. Uh, Milky got beat up. It's like what? What happened? I want to know what happens to him. This com- what? Okay, combo just almost killed a guy. Or like, did he kill the guy? Yeah. Or like, the, you know, this little kid. It's like, does he grow up to be a, like? Yeah. No. I, I want just like with this. I'm kind of like. So what's gonna happen with her film career now? Is she gonna meet? So like, what happens when you when you meet your first love? They die. Like the next guy that comes into your life. How's that gonna play out? And I also read. I read in the cast notes Richard Aoti is back in this movie. He only had one scene in, you know, in the souvenir, but he's going to be in this movie again. It's like, what's his character? Like, what's that going to be about? So I'm, I'm, I'm very, I can't wait. I can't wait. And it comes out this year. So yeah, I'm, it's I'm, actually, it's, it's already, it was already done in 2019. Like the movie was already completely oh, I didn't done. Know that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, it's not like in pre-production, post-production though. I mean, I'm it's gonna, done in the can. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Same. Of course. So when I'm, it comes out, I hope they play it at moving image so I can just use my membership and not have to buy a ticket. Yeah, I wish like they would come up with Movie Pass was so good, dude. Yeah, but I think it was I think it was a situation going back to Adam Sandler. It was like that that healthy choice. So just so some of you may not know this, but the health, healthy choice thing in Punch Drunk Love was based on a real story through I don't know how, but all these people like it wasn't exactly how it was portrayed in the movie. But but this, explain what happened in the movie. But like they offered the like if you buy a certain amount of healthy choice meals, you get a certain amount of frequent flyer points. But the math just didn't add up correctly, and it was one of the things like if you just buy a lot of, of, a, certain, of, of, of a certain, certain he- healthy choice meals, you get a crazy amount of freaking flyer miles. And this one guy did it and tried to cash it in, and then they they realized, oh shit, we made a mistake. We're not going to exactly honor it, but we'll we'll figure something out. And I and I think this is kind of a. A similar thing with movie pads where it was just like, wait, what? Okay. And then they realized, oh shit, we didn't know it was going to be this popular and we're losing money. Yeah, they were hemorrhaging money, us figuring out, thinking that people would catch on and subsidize. Yeah. What people are realizing is that people are going to movies less. Yeah. Because going, cause tickets are so expensive. They are. That it becomes an event. Yep. Just how, like, when pizza gets too expensive, pizza's not supposed to be just a meal. It's supposed to be something to tide you over. But when mm. it costs the entirety of a meal, then then all this stuff happens. Yeah. 
if me if me and Saskia want to go to the movies now so that's that's already thirty six dollars now throw yeah. in throw in a meal yeah. if we go to a restaurant that's now eighty bucks yep uh, or, even, or even at the movies it's you know or and then if we get some snacks at the movies so now you're talking one hundred and fifty bucks yeah now oh, Jesus Christ if you that's just true. if you just subsidize the movie ticket and get and then I'll tell you this when I when I was when I was doing movie pass uh-huh. and I was watching 20, 20 movies a month in the theater yeah one that was awesome and two I was more likely to buy popcorn yeah cuz I cuz I was like all right well let me at least like support this movie theater and it's sure. like popcorn's a terrible deal popcorn's the cheapest thing to make Right. You can and in some theaters a large popcorn is fourteen bucks. Yeah. Just the popcorn alone. And it's 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 like and you feel like you have to get the large one because it's such a better deal. Yeah, and, and it's like even though you're not even gonna finish it. Oh, but then you buy, what I do is I take a a bag of uh peanut M and M's and a bag of Reese's pieces uh-huh. and put those in there uh-huh. and shake it up. Sure. And then it's like hidden gems. Yeah. Uncut gems. It's like uncut gems. Sure. It's like this is how I win. Sure. Well, our lists were were I'm not gonna say identical. Well, they were identical in two spots, but they were pretty damn close. Uh, and also, one thing that made me think is, what if there are no good guys? What? What if there are no good guys? What if what if what there a, are? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but we well, can't we can't finish this off without some uh, honorable mentions before we, we get to the category. Stuff. But no, nah, um, but as far as I, list listing the movies, I just, though, I'm gonna get a sip of water. Do you, do, are there any reissues, re-releases that you liked? Sure. Oh, we don't want to do honorable mentions before the oh, before the uh, before before the honorable mentions. Well, I'll go with uh, Soleo, the Med Hondo uh, film, which technically it's a re-release, but I think it only played like a couple of times back in 1968 or 1969. And then it got released. It actually did. It actually kind of did a tour. It actually played all over the country. Uh, this is Med Hondo's kind of somewhat abstract docudrama type film about a guy, about an African immigrant coming to Paris, uh, falling in love with a white woman. And then there's just a lot of other things that happen. The movies like the movie has like animation yeah. parts in it. Uh, it's all. It, 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 it's it's even though he made a lot of movies in France. It's like a Melvin Van Peebles. Amar, Melvin Van People's movie to, to it, some it degree. It feels, it, yeah, it's it. I feel like you could. It's double got some feature, Putney Swope ish. You stuff. could double. You could triple feature this with Putney Swope and Story of a Two Day Three Day Pass. Absolutely, a thousand percent. And it would, yeah, that would be kind of a long, a long party, but you know, yeah, they would work. Yeah, my my reissue re-release of the year is Cane River. Oh yeah. Damn, 2019 was a long year. It was a long year. I thought we saw that. I thought we saw that in 2018. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And um, I forget, I forget the director, but Uh, Jenkins, Sasha Jenkins' dad, apparently. Sasha Jenkins' uh, dad. Yes. I forget his first name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this director directed this film. Passed away. Richard Pryor was trying to get it distributed. Richard Pryor had sort of an A and R deal in the 80s, where he would scope out interesting black films and cinemas and and he would if if they got um distributed he would get a cut but it but also it worked in his favor because yeah. he was getting he was getting black films made yeah so this was a movie that he really liked and it's sure. just a nice little love story 
based in Louisiana, yeah. and I think it's I think it there's a there's a there's a DVD coming out soon. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's a just a nice movie. Sure. It's Absolutely, good. it is. Shall we do some honorable mentions? Yeah. Um. You you ran through a couple, but I'll just you know Shazam. If this were you know. A top 11. Shazam would be, you know, 11. Uh, if it was a top 10, Shazam would be on my top 10. Yeah, it was. Uh, Readout, the movie you alluded to earlier. It's uh, Matthew Barney's film. Uh, I'll say it's about the creative process, but that's super vague, and the movie's very vague. But at the end of the day, if I had to narrow it down and try to sell it, my elevator pitch, it's an abstract movie about the creative process. Um, the Lighthouse... Um, I really like that movie. I don't, it's like one of the best of the year, but the more I think about it, I also really like the ending when Robert Pattinson finally spoilers. gets... Spoilers. Oh, spoilers when Robert Pattinson... Just, no, I'll just say I like the ending. It's just very, like, crazy. The sound gets crazy. The The end really sticks with me. And also it's like references to other films. Um, the, um, <clears throat> also The Mountain. I think I'm the only person on Earth who's still talking or thinking about that movie. But hey, it is what it is, and that, um, that that movie might be somewhere on my list. Oh boy! And then uh, I I I I'd like to finish out with fighting with my family is also uh, in my honorable mention. So fighting with my family is in my honorable mentions. Oh, what else? Uh, the dead don't die. That might come up later I, when we go through my stuff. Dude, so it's funny I, how that works I out. was expecting because. You made it sound like it was really bad. I mean, it kind of is. Here's the thing. So, even, like, it's depressing as hell. Mm. And it felt a little bit like a shrug. Yeah. It was sort of like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. If Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead was written by William Shakespeare and not Tom Stoppard. Mm. It's like, it's like Jim Jarmusch was writing a commentary about Jim Jarmusch. Huh. Through the guise of a nihilistic zombie movie. Yeah. With a lot of cool characters. Right. And for what it was, I liked it. Okay. Fair enough. But, and I, like, I thought I was, I thought I was really going to dislike it because, Mm -hmm. because you had written and talked a lot about it. Yeah. And I was like, I watched it recently and I was like, oh, I really like this. Yeah. Or, but there were definitely some weird parts. You know, it's about it's about these cops dealing with the zombie apocalypse, and yeah. then all all of the Jim Jarmusch stars regulars show up. Yeah, past, and past, present, present and future. Like, because yeah. you have Selena Gomez, but you also have Biggie Pop as a zombie. Yeah, and like Tom Waits is a hipster. Sarah Driver, Sarah his Driver. his his longtime partner and driving force behind uh, a nice handful of of his of 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 his best movies. Yeah, and then you have obviously Adam Driver. Yeah, uh, Bill Bill Maher. He's Bill gonna Mar- come, he's me. gonna come up uh, later on 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 my list. But uh, where? You'll see. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and Riza. Yeah. Danny the, Glover. The Wizza. The Wizza. Yeah. Danny Glover. Yeah. That the the one the the brother from Get Out. Oh, Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. I just. I liked it. I did. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was a lot better than people gave it credit for. Okay. But I also think it's a movie that would not have been made if it wasn't made by Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. And I also think yeah. Jim Jarmusch was like, okay. Yeah. Which was sort of like the dialogue between That's Bill the, Murray and it is. It Adam really Driver. Is. Yeah. Like, 
Hey, I think we're gonna die now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, how do you know? I read the script. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, other mentions. Glass. Right. I know you like that movie. I yeah. really did. I thought that was gonna be high. I thought it was gonna be in your top. It 10. was. It was. It was in my top ten, but then I. But then it. Then it wasn't. You're right. If there. If there was a top eleven. Glass would have been my number eleven. Okay. It's just like. It was a maximalist ending. It was a very... So M. Night Shyamalan... Many people argue that his best movie is his second movie, Unbreakable. Mm -hmm. They call him Mr. Glass. It was his third movie. He did a movie before Sixth Sense that nobody remembers with Rosie O'Donnell. and It it was like nothing like he... Yeah. Sixth Sense was his second movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, his third movie... Yeah. Is considered by many to be his best movie. Yeah. And then he made a movie a couple years ago that was considered like, that was sort of a sequel that you didn't realize was a sequel. Until the end. Until the end. But even before I knew it was a sequel, I was like, oh, I like this movie. Yeah. What was that movie called again? Monster. Monster Boy. (laughs) Oh, what was it? Oh, shit. What was the name of that movie? I don't know. The Beast? It was not called The Beast. I know. Um, so, and then... This, this is gonna kill me. Keep talking while... So, at the end of that movie, you revealed... It revealed that it was in the same universe as Unbreakable. And then they were like... Split. Oh, Jesus. Split. Yeah. And then we're, they're like, oh, we're making a third one <coughs> called Glass. Yeah. Where all of them meet. It's like... It's like... It's like an Infinity War. It's like Avengers Endgame, but for M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. And it's the most M. Night Shyamalan of a Shyamalan M. Night movie sure and i loved it for what that was yeah it wasn't trying to be anything else yeah but itself sure and it took risks yeah and i enjoyed it yeah. we saw it together yeah and i liked it i liked it yeah another honorable mention paddleton uh-huh i was all right it was a movie that that just keeps on sticking with me sure and it's on netflix and it is very depressing, and it is about difficult subject matter, and it's about um, end of life choices. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the strangest end of life buddy road movie, right? Uh, the Joker. Okay. It was good. Yeah. And and you can't talk about the Joker without talking about the fanatic. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And. Um, Comedies that were fun at the very least. Mm-hmm. When, um, I'm sorry, my list is probably is is kind of long. I'm sorry. Is that okay. okay? Sure. So this is just like movies that were comedy movies that were funny. I don't you know, uh, Booksmart. Mm-hmm. That was Stu- good. Stuber. Mm-hmm. My name is Dolomite. Is my name. Mm-hmm. Zombieland Double Tap. Mm-hmm. Was fun. Did you see it? I didn't. It was I didn't fun. See, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It's exactly what you expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Knives Out. Mm. A donut hole within a donut's hole. Did you mm-hmm. see Knives Out? Yeah. It was all right. It was, it was fine. Art of Self Defense. Oh, I never got to see that. Yeah. Um. Did you see, see the movie Long Shot? No. So not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene in it where Joe Rogan's character and the character played by Ice Cube's son mm-hmm. have a talk where. 
Joe Rogan, Joe, no, not Joe Rogan, Seth Rogan. Yeah, I was going to say Joe Rogan. Plays like this super liberal writer and his friend. Oh, oh the Charlize Theron movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. Um, and he becomes the he becomes Charlize Theron's like speechwriter. Yeah. And they have a, a, a romance that no one believes. Mm-hmm. But his best friend is Ice Cube's son. O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson. Yeah. And there's a scene where, where, where he's like, you know, I'm a Republican. O'Shea Jackson. He's like, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, no, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, because I didn't want to hear you yell at me all the time. And, and he's like, you see this cross? He's like, do you realize I was a Christian? He was like, no, I just thought it was a... He was like, you thought it was a black thing? Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah. It's like, fuck, that's racist. Like, yeah, it kind of is. But now let's talk. And it was like yeah. one of like the best like conversations about like real talk about like culture. Yeah. And it was sandwiched in this throwaway movie. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It was I promise you that one scene was really good. Okay. No, I mean I get it. it sounds like yeah. Uh least favorite. Harriet. We've talked enough about it. That movie's a piece of shit. And Harriet's my least favorite movie. My least favorites uh-huh. were uh, Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. The Mountain, okay. Harriet. Nice. Beats. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. And Velvet Buzz- Buzzsaw. <gasps> oh, man. kind of like Velvet Buzzsaw. I, okay. I didn't. Fair enough. That color grading, bro. Well, it's funny to keep this Harriet train rolling why you did that for Harriet uh, specifically for me it's bigger long the bigger yeah. long character yeah. literally why that's all I got I just I don't want to I don't want to edit I saw a lot of movies this year but the only the biggest why you did that for was the bigger long character well look, look at look at my why you did that for nice no no yeah and we had the same why you did that for yeah uh, who be winning who be winning uh, Adam Driver and this is whether you like him or not he just he's literally winning he is winning you're right uh, Robert Pattinson yeah. He's winning, and so is Florence Pug. All three of those people are winning. Neo, or say you. Neo-neoliberals. Uh-huh. Outrage. Yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Disney. Yeah, of course. Like, Baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, I mean... Marvel, all that shit. I mean, your baby godson is cuter than Baby Yoda. Yeah. But, and and he's like an actual person, yeah, and not not a mythical creature, right? But people really love them, Baby Yoda, yeah, and Star Wars, yeah, and Marvels, yeah. I feel I feel are you I feel like I lost you for a second. No, okay. Uh, who be losing? Uh, for me, black movie audiences. Um, <laughs> sorry, but they just from Harriet to. All the black trauma movies, and just not seeking out anything different and progressive or transgressive. I, I don't mean to sound pretentious, but it's true. Just as long as it's nice and polished and shiny, they just accept it, and then they feel they have to support it because they're black and the movie's black. And I just think you 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 can only do that up to a certain point. Um, and also, people who avoid subtitled movies. So uh, we're recording this post Golden Globes, and when Bong Joon won for uh, Parasite last night at the end of his speech, he was like. If you, you know, look past the one-inch barrier of subtitles, you'll find a whole new world of great movies. And it's like, true, fair enough. Yes. And that's still a problem today. People are still like, I don't want to read when I watch a movie. The but. number, like, the number two, like, two things that get brought up when people are like, oh, you're a movie buff? 
like, I don't like subtitles and I don't like black and white movies. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah. okay. And that's exactly how they sound when they talk. That's your loss, Kermit, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, some of the best movies... Yeah, really, like, Some okay. of the best movies are black and white and subtitles. Yep. Granted, my knowledge of, sub, of black and white movies is not, like, on par with you or Chris Funderburg or John Cribbs or... But, but, my... Possibly my top five movies of all time. Two or three of them are going to have subtitles. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just it's just weird when like that's a thing. So who be losing? Uh, Netflix color grading is losing less. It was definitely mm. rough at the beginning of the year yeah. with Velvet Buzzsaw and High Flying Bird. Yeah. But it, oh, but boy. it definitely seems that. With auteurs really crashing in, which is weird because Soderbergh is is closer to an auteur than he's not. Yeah, I feel like filmmakers are are pushing their own final thing because Irishman had its own look, yeah. and and the Marriage Story had its own look, and even even that really difficult to watch Michael Bay movie looked like a Michael Bay movie. Right. It it looked so they're losing less. What else? Criticism is being redefined into a democracy of voices that mm. doesn't require a knowledge of history and style. Fuck. This is not necessarily bad. Yeah. A lot of academic thought has been gatekeepers uh, by big words and ivory tower clubs. Mm -hmm. And that is bad. Yeah. The whole, I don't need facts because this is my life and my feelings or becoming, you know, because these are my feelings that becoming criticism proof is doesn't allow for discourse. Yeah. Being like, well, this movie's good because of my life and my life was hard or my life is this, then somehow, you know, it's I'm tired and I think Champagne Sharks and you have done a pretty good job of saying that the whole like bunny rabbit 8 mile thing works one time when Eminem did that, when he dissed himself. Yeah. Yeah to make himself criticism-proof, that isn't an ongoing thing. Yeah. You know, you... One person having a difficult life doesn't mean that all of a sudden your, your criticism is critical-proof. Yeah. And, you know, posting mean things and decrying when people respond to mean things also. Yeah. I'll, I'll see sometimes people will... You know me. I don't care about side-by-sides. It's right. not something that really means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. But I know how much it's, in, it's important to you. You yeah. put so much work into them. Sure. Especially the new ones. It's like really wonderful to see. Sure. And you'll, someone will just say something mean. Not something critical. Because I think you could handle someone saying something I, critical. I always say oh. that. Like midway into these arguments I get into, I always say, hey, you know what? Go back to the beginning how you first addressed me. I just met you with the same energy and then we just went back and forth. But if you start... I don't know if I agree with this, or it's like, I don't know, I don't think this matches that, but it's like, oh, yeah, right, or this is stupid. It's like, oh, well, then you know what, it's or, on. Or like, someone will be like... I don't care, I don't care like, if I'm 38, I'm, I'm always going to react the same way, like so... Like, someone will call you a mean word, and you'll yeah. respond, and then they'll block you. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Or yeah. I remember... Or, or they'll be like, huh, how dare you? It's like, or, wait, or whoa, I remember what? someone said something really mean about one of your side-by-sides, and I responded, you know, what does it take to step back and just say something mean without thought about someone's creative output. Yeah. 
And I didn't say nothing mean. That wasn't yeah, mean. Yeah, no, I know. And yeah. I got blocked. Yeah. And it's also, this is not coming, because it, it always sounds tough. I swear it's not meant to be, because I'm not, I'm not tough. But it also comes from a place of, like, they would never say that to me. And not just me, a- anyone. And, and it's bigger than just me. It's the internet. The YouTube comment section, the Twitter snarkiness. Like, no one will say that to a person. And, and a lot of people would roll their eyes hearing that. But I think that goes a lot. Be a, be a, be a man, be a woman, be a stand-up person. And don't don't be don't have a different persona online. This should, yeah, your, <coughs> this, this should be your, your litmus test. Would you exactly say? Would you call Marcus an idiot to his face? Yes. Now, if you would, I would say, you got you got some moxie. It might not end well, but at but least- even that, and, and that's why I say it's not. I'm not going to punch you in the face. Right away, if it continues, but if the disrespect continues as it does on Twitter, then there might be something that's just I don't know, kind of how I was raised to a certain. But I also wasn't raised to be like you're an idiot. What immediate? Yeah, fight. no, no if it doesn't calls go. Me no, an idiot, I'm not going to punch like, him in the face. Yeah, but it's definitely going to activate me. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be like. I would change my stance. Yeah, there would definitely be like, wait, what? So what are we? What what are we talking about? I'll be like, what? No, I no, I wouldn't square up, but I would definitely straighten up my po- my my posture would change. Uh, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna say who it was, uh-huh. but me and my friend one night, and he, my friend who's 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 who is a black friend, which is important. Why for does this, he have to be black? It's important for the story. Because no, he just all right, go ahead. It's important for the story. Okay, okay. If it wasn't for important for the story, I would just say my friend. Sure. We're drinking. And we're going to the store to get sandwiches. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what's better than a sandwich when you've been doing a little drinking? Sure. And this random dude comes up to us and goes to my friend. Drunk, rando, mm-hmm. white guy. Mm-hmm. Says, <laughs> what do you call a black guy who flies planes? Uh-huh. And he goes... A black guy is about to punch you in the face. Uh-huh. He goes, no, no, a pilot, you racist. <laughs> and, then, and then my friend laughed and was right. like, he's like, good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, you're, you, I was about to get punched in the face, huh? That's funny. He was like, you know, yeah. there was a chance. Yeah. So it's just like, so you have to be careful. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people hide behind their screens. Yeah. And I don't think that's good. Also, I just think, I think it's okay to not like something. I think you should be able to explain why. Okay, of course. Explain why you don't like, you don't like things all the time. I'm finding, I'm finding movies I have problems with or dislike. Those are the ones I have more fun writing about and exploring on my own site. The older I get, I love Right. That. Look, look how much time we spend talking about movies we dislike. Versus, Look at our Jojo Rabbit uh, yeah. episode. Versus Everybody, how long did that. we just talk about High Life? Not that long. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, I, it's much more, it's just how we're hardwired. It's easier to describe things we don't like. Yeah. Okay. That was nice. That was nice. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm not done. Sorry. Uh-huh. Movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, Disney ruining movie theaters. Uh-huh. And... And um, Disney's like really becoming a bit of a problem for a lot of the yeah, ways that we, that we enjoy media. 
And uh, one more thing, movies that aren't easily accessible being taken out of canon, yeah. which happened a lot with pre-internet rap. If you think yeah. of like DITC, Daylaw, yeah. Farsight yeah. for a while. Yeah. If, if things aren't accessible, they get taken out of the history. Yeah. And that's something that... And Disney, and on the movie end, Disney was, is partially responsible for that also. Right, they're doing the that with, with, with... A lot of stuff. With, Fox, with their Fox yeah. library, because yeah. apparently they don't like second-run films. Yeah, yeah. What do you call when a film, like... What? Revivals. Revival, oh. yeah. Revival yeah. movies. Yeah. Second-run art cinema, whatever. Right, right. They're not into it as yeah. much, and they just... They just they just got all these movies by buying Fox. Yeah. And apparently all these art house movies that were having no trouble releasing certain movies are not being able to show them anymore. Yeah. Why do you think Disney's doing that? I do, you know, I don't know. I try not to think about it too much, but I, I, I truly don't know. I'm sure there's some plan that they have. There's actually Disney Defenders. I mean, the fact that they're still around, there's technically def- people who love Disney, but there's people just like, they have a reason for it, blah, blah. It's like, I, whatever. As people say, imagine, imagine defending Disney. But anyway, that was nice. Uh, Martin, just Martin Lawrence's presence in the Beach Bum, not his performance, just He's his presence. He's in the Beach Bum. Yeah, in in the in the bet. My favorite section of that movie is the Martin Lawrence section of that movie. He's he. I'm gonna now watch it. He plays this guy that gives dolphin tours in Florida. Stop. Oh, okay. stop. Yeah, okay. stop. Stop. I'm in. I'm Fine. in. I'm in. Fine. You just, Fine. you yeah. know me. I, yeah. I don't care for Harmony Corinne. Yeah. Because, yeah. But, the, yeah, Martin Lawrence is great. And oh. then, my my only other thing, it's a moment in The Irishman that just kind of summed up a big portion of it. There's this scene, it, I call it, I title it The Look of Friendship. There's a scene early on in the movie where uh, Robert De Niro, <coughs> he does a job for someone that he wasn't supposed to, and Harvey Keitel is like, Harvey Keitel's like, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, you would have been in trouble if it wasn't for your friend Joe Pesci over here. And then Joe Pesci looks at him just like, I love you. You're you're my friend. And I just saved your ass from 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 some big trouble. And he just conveys all that in just a look. So look, those are my two big standouts. Like, oh, that was just, that was nice. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, that was nice. <coughs> Sorry. That German Walmart film. I forgot what it's called. One of our listeners... I watched this random, oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. random German Walmart film. Yeah, yeah. And someone, uh, one of our listeners told me what it was called. Yeah, and yeah. And I forgot. And I it was remember. like, I think it was like, we have a lot of wonderful listeners. And yeah. I don't want to start a list because I could just go on for days sure. about all of our wonderful listeners. You y'all know who you are. Yeah. Um, and losing 100 pounds. Oh, of course. Nice. Of course. You getting engaged. Oh, yeah. See? That's on my list. Awesome. It's on my actual list. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that was nice. Nice. Thanks. Uh, biggest disappointments. The dead don't die. That's that. That's the only one that just really sticks. In terms of, like, the true definition of disappointment in me and my taste and how much I love Jomish, the dead don't die. So... Wasn't the worst of the year because we had Harriet. Yeah. And let me, let me stop. The dead don't die isn't, like, second to Harriet. I just... I was just disappointed. Disappointment... It's like, are you mad at me or are you disappointed? Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm a little it's mad. It's different. He made that, but, but I'm more but I'm disappointed. I'm saying like, like a disappointment is more like you. There's a higher expectation, a higher letdown. Yeah. Uh, Harriet is 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 a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. There wasn't even 
seeing the trailer, I was like, well, I already know. I, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then I saw it, and it was kind of, I was kind of validated. Right. Whereas The Dead Don't Die, you're like, this is a director that's made a lot of movies that are very important to me. A lot. Yeah. His take on vampire movies was interesting. Mm. Patterson was a return oh, yeah. to form. What's he going to do? Exactly. And then yeah. Yeah, for especially you, post Patterson, it's just like, oh, here we go, and then it's like, oh, you did this, yeah. See, I, so, but the thing is, point, I like good it. point. Um, yeah, no. My my main biggest disappointment is what we left behind, which was the Deep Space Nine documentary. Mm-hmm. As you know, my favorite TV show of all time is Deep Space Nine. So when I heard they were making a documentary about it, I was just so excited. Me and my friend Jake from Ridgewood, mm-hmm. I bought him a ticket because so, he's my only friend that I could get to see, but also who likes Trek because I didn't want to... I'm sure if I said, Marcus, I'm going to buy you a ticket to go see this Deep Space Nine documentary, mm-hmm. you'd probably come with me. Sure. I'd be lost. Exactly. I'm saying like, just like... But... I wanted so I wanted to take someone who yeah. was like at least like of course into it, and it just it was too much. It just wasn't it for me. Yeah, I understand. It was made by people who worked on the show, and it was more like a celebration, not a sort of how the sausage was made. And there's this really great podcast called Mission Log, mm-hmm. where these two sort of comedian kind of guys go through the plot line of every single Star Trek episode. Yeah. And I'd rather do that right now. Sure. Though I'm sure there could be a better way of doing Deep Space Nine and if Picard, the new show coming out, is popular, maybe they'll revisit these characters Mm. because the advent of streaming television, people have revisited and seen how great the show is. It was slept on slash hated on when it came out. Mm. Like I think Martin Kessler knows how good Deep Space Nine is. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, Moogie. Um, we need to get him on. He hasn't been on in a long time. No, yeah. Um, yeah. Terminator was a pretty big disappointment. Oh, right. Because uh, I was just like, Where, let's make a, let's, Terminator 2 is such a good movie. It is. And they said, this is going to be the sequel to Terminator 2. Yeah. And we're going to have Sarah Connor back and James Cameron is involved and the director of Deadpool and it was meh. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit was a really big disappointment for me. Sure, you made understood. me. You made me. You made it I sound did. like I was going to love it. I did, and I really went into it with open arms. I did, and and it wasn't. It wasn't great. Yeah, and I guess you could say Star Wars or Avengers, but I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't invested in either of them mm. enough at this point because right. it's just been like okay. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Adam Driver, okay. Yeah. Adam Driver was like, okay, I wish you were dead. Keep running. <laughs> Sorry. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta, we gotta, um, uh, been here three days. Su- surpri- <laughs> I need you. <laughs> um, biggest surprise with Shazam. Uncut gems. Slash the, yeah, slash, slash the souvenir, and I guess the fanatic. that too. Oh no, I'm gonna say souvenir. The souvenir also. is the biggest. Yeah, the the, the fanatic. Can I, can I get a strawberry shake? <laughs> oh no, a strawberry milk. <laughs> strawberry Nestle cook. What did he like to drink? It was stra- it was a no strawberry shake. It was a strawberry shake. He went to a bar and asked for a strawberry shake. 
<laughs> Yo, have you ever had a strawberry Nesquik? No. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I have diabetes. Yeah. I've had a few in my time. <laughs> I wanted a Frosty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want The way he cuts his eyes. In the... right, anyway. And uh, what was the last? Don't do that. Harriet. Romantic. I'm sorry, I can't not hammer home how much I don't like that fucking movie. Romantic comedies. Why? Is it time to be over? No. Are romantic comedies done? No. They, they, all... they just have to be done better, but no, they're not. But always be so. my maybe. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Is Say Anything the best romantic comedy? No, it's not. What is the best romantic comedy? I can't think comedy? off top, but it's not. And also, I don't even know, that's not a full rom-com because Say Anything's got some, dr- like, you know, the dad goes to jail. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other shit in there. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. I saw that when I was a kid. I, that, that, that part did weird me out. I was like, wait, he went to jail? This is weird. But I was a little kid. I was but, like, what is going on? Why did they even... That's yeah. a, I, like, I like Say Anything. Yeah, no, I like it too. I don't think it's the best. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of the standards, but it's also, not the best. why are we fetishizing Keanu Reeves? I don't know. Like... Uh, in 2020, let's do better, people. Oh, agreed. Any any closing thoughts before we wrap up the best of 2019? Uh, yeah, I'll just say a couple things. The Lost Okoroshi is coming out this year. Um, make, make sure you seek that out. By the time this episode airs, my own little quick little review on Pinland Empire will be up. Check out... Uh, I want people to see Kelly Reichardt's movie. I don't... I hate saying this. I don't think this movie will be as successful as, as her previous movie. Her last movie, Certain Women, broke a box office record for her. And instead of trying to go the next... I mean, this movie, you know, she had Laura Dern and Kristen Stewart, Michelle Williams, all these big award-winning actresses. And then for her following movie, she made a... Oh, she made a movie about biscuit hustlers. <laughs> That's what the movie could have easily been called. <clears throat> biscuit hustlers. A so. sequel to ICP's... <laughs> Big money rustlers? Kinda. Big biscuit hustlers? Yeah, I don't know. It's only my third day. <laughs> so I just I just wish you guys in 2020 uh, a lot of biscuits, if you like biscuits. Nice. A lot of bisquicks, if you like bisquicks. Um, if, if it's your third day here, may it be your fourth and fifth in many days. May you enjoy every sandwich. And uh, this is Barbara Waters, and this is 2020. We need to be celebrated. Was Nipsey was alive, and they killed 6 9 It was like Malcolm X and Tupac combined. He probably kicking it with Martin Luther King up in heaven. On Crypt, the whole world know what set you was rubbish. My condolences to your fam, you was a blessing. Nigga, even Stevie Wonder saw that you was a legend. Oh, he can see? Crazy, but y'all already know that. On a different nip, I ain't screaming out free code. Meek Mill finally on probation, free LA. The little homie Juice World died too fast. He, he overdosed, avoiding the fans. He ain't want that case. Not cause he had a drug problem. Let's get that straight. 70 pounds on the jet, Rilo style. I hope you heard me and the shit I said just made you smile. Ah. Oh,